Greetings, constant listeners. It's Michael Monroeville Mall Rothman. What you're about to hear is an exclusive clip from our Patreon episode in which the losers talk to Needful Things director Fraser C. Heston. We talk about Needful Things. We talk about the Ten Commandments. We talk about Castle Rock Entertainment. We The stories in this are incredible. And you're probably wondering, uh, how do I listen to the full thing? Good question. All you have to do is become a librarian over at our Patreon. The Barons. You can find us uh, at www.patreon.com slash the Barons. Or look, you can just look in the feed and you'll see it. The link right there. Again, www.patreon.com slash the Barons. We hope to have you. We hope to see you there over long days and pleasant nights. First, there was Stand By Me. Then came Misery. And now, Castle Rock Entertainment and Stephen King are at it again. The devil is in Castle Rock. I know a great deal about the past. He's a good man. He's a con man, Polly, or something worse. Who are you? There have been two murders and an attempted suicide in this quiet little town in the last 48 hours, and Mr. Leland Gone is at the bottom of it. Ah! He's not a human being. No! Don't you see what he's done? Kill them all. It's God sort them out. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Pretty good. This is Fraser. Hey, this is Michael Rothman of uh, the Losers Club, and I'm also with Randall Colburn. Uh, hey, nice to meet you. Hey, guys. Nice to meet you. It's a pleasure. No, thank you. It's a, the pleasure's all ours. Uh, you know, it's funny because we got an email, you know, asking to talk about the 65th anniversary of the Ten Commandments. And when we saw Fraser Heston, the first thing I thought of, you know, just because we run the Stephen King podcast was like, I wonder if he's game to talk about needful things. And so we were were totally excited because we literally just finished covering this uh, last year. And it was one of the last uh, recordings that we actually did in person before the pandemic hit. So it was, uh, you know, when I think of needful things is like right at the end before everything started. <laughs> so yeah, that's great. That's terrific. I'm so, I'm flattered and uh, very pleased. Yeah, no. And no, thanks again. So, um, well, I, I just guess we'd start there. You know, is it cool if we start, we, we start with needful things and move on to the 10 commandments? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So uh, I guess the first question is, you know, what drew you to needful things and were you a fan of Stephen King growing up? Yes. I mean, I had, it's interesting how many generations Stephen's writing, uh, I guess you could say transcends or extends over. Uh, Cause I remember, you know, reading the stand uh, like so many of us uh, back when I was in college, um, the guy's an American icon. He's just an amazing man of letters. Uh, and people I think tend to, kind of take him for granted because he often writes in the horror and fantasy genre. Uh, but as we've seen recently, he's equally adept at things like detective stories uh, mm-hmm. with the Mr. Mercedes yeah. uh, series and even the hard boiled uh, uh, paperback detective series he's got out. Uh, like uh, I think his latest one is called leave later, um, later. Thank you. Yeah. Later. Yeah. 
it's it's fantastic. And so when uh, Martin Schaefer uh, at uh, Castle Rock Entertainment, who was president of the company and, and an old friend of mine, called me and said he'd like me to direct something for him, obviously I was thrilled. But I was doubly thrilled when he said, guess what? It's a Stephen King novel called Needful Things. Mm. And, and he said, how soon can you, can you come by to pick up the script? I said, what time you got? I'll be there in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, this is pretty much your, your first major feature film, you know, for you know, directing. And was this, and it's an epic undertaking because the story is just huge. Where was your mind at going into production? Was it overwhelming? Was it exciting? Was it a little bit of both? You know, it's it's a little bit, doing that book is a little bit like climbing Mount Everest. You, you have no <laughs> idea what you're getting into when you get there. And by the time you get to Camp 5, I imagine, and I've never climbed Mount Everest, mind you, but I imagine by the time you get to Camp 5 and are heading for the summit, you think, oh my God, what am I doing here? This is so over my head. But you know, it's it's also a little bit like eating an elephant. Any film, you have to take it one day at a time. You deal with the script, you deal with the locations, you deal with casting, uh, and and it you know it tends to work itself out. Uh, I think my only regret with that film is that it was such a long novel. You know what? It's almost seven hundred pages or seven hundred and a bit. Yeah, depending yeah. On, yeah, it's a beast. You know what version you've got, uh, and. It's got so much character detail that we tried in the early drafts of the script, which were in the 140, 145 page reign, uh, which means roughly a minute a page, right? So that's that's a two hour and 15 minute movie. Um, and when we finished the film, uh, the distributor, who was also Castle Rock Entertainment and uh, I guess Columbia, Picture did the actual distribution of it. Uh, they said, "Look, we really needed to be under two hours because they have these time limits." And you know, it uh, it was very frustrating for me to have to cut out that fifteen or twenty minutes of mm -hmm. film in the initial theatrical version. Uh, and we had to cut out entire characters. Lisa Blount, wonderful actress. Mm -hmm. uh, um, was entirely cut out, except for I think only one line. Um, and because that book is all about cross-wiring, it's about the misunderstandings that happen between four different groups of people who, and then that's, that's extrapolated over an entire town and everybody gets cross-wired. So if you cut one out, you, you have to cut a whole series of things out, mm -hmm. uh, very, very tightly plotted. So I think that's my one disappointment with the film is that we had to, for reasons of, of time, not economy. Uh, we had to cut it down a lot more than I would have liked. It might have made a better miniseries, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Carrie and uh, IT writer Lawrence D. Cohen originally penned a draft prior to W.D. Richter. Did you get to read that script as well? You know, no. I was aware of that, but I didn't really see any need, and they didn't, uh, they didn't proffer it to me. So I just worked with a draft I was given. Mm -hmm. uh, I did a little uncredited work on, on the script. I probably shouldn't be admitting that. Um, but uh, uh, I thought, <laughs> uh, I thought uh, uh, Richter did a great job on, on adapting a very complex and you know, difficult, lengthy uh, novel to, uh, to bring to the screen. Um, and, and I think you know, the other thing we have to credit is the cast. 
Mm. Uh, what a great cast. Max von oh, yeah. Ed Harris, Bonnie Bedelia, uh, Amanda Plummer, J.T. Walsh. These are pros. These guys yeah. are awesome. I mean, look at the, the body of their work. And it was, especially with Max and Ed, I mean, they're, they're such dedicated artists. Uh, rest his soul. We lost Max uh, last year. Mm-hmm. But what a gentleman. What a pro. What a great guy to work with. What kind of was the process that went into the TV cut that happened? Because there was the extended cut that aired, I believe, on TBS. Um, was there ever a plan for like a proper release for that? You know, uh, not a theatrical release. No, I was approached again by Castle Rock to do the extended version. And mm. basically what it meant is we could put everything back in that we cut out. And mm. when you're a young director, you, you know, you love things like wonders. You love those long, slow zoom ins or track in shots. You try to get a whole scene in one shot. And then you think, oh, I don't need to cover this scene with close ups. Well, if you haven't got the close-ups, you can't shorten the scene, right? It's all or nothing, isn't it? I guess you could cut it off at the end, which we did on a couple of occasions. So all those little arty directory things, which (laughs) frankly are probably not such a great idea anyway, because all they do is call attention to the director and say, hey, look at me, isn't this cool? I have all these (laughs) toys like dollies and and cranes. Uh, And, you know, in, in some ways, I would love to be able to do a sort of definitive theatrical length, but director's cut version of that film, uh, Mm. which would be somewhere in between the two. I think the TBS version was about three hours and they cut two halves, if I'm not mistaken, two parts. Uh, And, and my director's cut was probably two hours long, maybe, maybe two Oh five, something like that. Um, So somewhere in between there, there's a, there's a compromise. 